Reflections from Torch Trust, focusing on Christian faith and sight loss. Hello and a warm welcome to Reflections, the show from Torch Trust that focuses on faith and disability. I'm your host, Marilyn Baker. You may remember a few weeks ago when we heard from Ellie Mae Forrester about the difference Ability Sunday had made to her and her church, Christ Church Baston Hill. Well, Ellie has such an interesting story of her own to share about inclusion, disability and faith that we wanted to hear more. Let's go now to Ellie's interview with Carly Clementson from Livability. Ellie, if you can just tell me a little bit about about yourself, um, about Christchurch based in Hill and Shrewsbury, your church where you attend, and just yeah, to introduce yourself a little, please. Hi, my name's um, Ellie Forrester, and um, I attend Christchurch based in Hill. Um, I started attending in 2013 when I was in quite bad state of mind due to experiencing um, discrimination in the workplace um, and I'd become quite bitter and was very upset about the fact that people were not particularly understanding and um, well I was exploring faith that summer before I started going to church and then sort of in October of that year I decided I wanted to go to church and it was due to an incident that happened on the bus that I took to college when I went back to college as a mature student where a young person was being bullied with autism on the bus and I went and talked to a teaching assistant about it and said how awful it was and as someone with cerebral palsy ASD and epilepsy and dyspraxia I felt it was important to speak up for this person and when I did and they resolved the situation for three days afterwards I got this very warm feeling inside of me or inside of my soul sort of thing and um, I really felt like that was when God was really working in me and then I sort of decided I want to go to church now and I think probably one of the most significant moments in church was when I heard Psalm 139 because it just really spoke to me and it and the community there was really lovely it was so accepting and my mental health in terms of my anxiety and that massively massively reduced like even my parents noticed I was a lot calmer and that made me like feel like a lot better as if like seeing God or praying to God and seeing the bigger picture made things much easier wow there's so much there that we could talk about um do you mind touching a little bit on if you're comfortable to um yeah the discrimination in the workplace was that a discrimination based on how you were able to work um your cerebral palsy yeah it was sort of based on the fact that compared to maybe someone a non-disabled person 
it takes me a lot longer to do things in terms of I can do a job at the same level but I need support and the jobs that I was going for they weren't the people were not particularly understanding so they weren't understanding that I couldn't stand for long amounts of time and um some of them um when I had um one job they took quite a bit of they almost took pity on me and said they only gave me this job to try and help me which was not very nice thing to say at all because I was like I'm not I'm not a charity case you're not supposed to just take someone on for that reason yeah Yeah. so that here to add value yeah (laughs) yeah I guess a lot of it was ignorance and maybe a lack of understanding um some people assume that oh you've done all of this so therefore you can't be that disabled so people make make assumptions definitely yes and I want to touch a little bit on that kind of um that kind of hidden disability element especially is there a comparison you could make on how your kind of your introduction to the church there and your welcome into church maybe felt in some ways maybe polar opposite to that experience that you had in the workplace what what is it that you know how did you feel when you first started attending church just from a kind of a practicality and a moment of welcome and introduction how did that feel for you well it felt like a really like lovely welcome everyone in the church was was really nice and one of the things that was quite reassuring to me was knowing because I wasn't aware of it um was about York House which is a home that supports people with very profound disabilities so it made kind of made me feel reassured that they were that the church was actually doing quite a bit to support people and I did feel I had to tell people I had a disability because I was kind of concerned or people might pray for me to be be cured or something and um, also reading the bible and things that I did struggle with to begin with because of obviously you hear about all these different amazing miracles that Jesus did and things like that and I was just a bit um I think wary to begin with um, but it wasn't until I started to understand things a bit more that um, I felt more settled but I felt like the youth worker at the time really supported me and the church as a whole and when I went um, experienced my first uh, holy communion I remember being quite emotional after that and quite upset but actually someone came up to me afterwards when I was quite sad because it really brought out emotion in me and actually it was nice that someone in the church just sort of came over to me and asked how I was feeling and and things like that and was really supportive of me people wanted to include me 
in things which was so different from maybe outside in the secular type of world felt people more much more including and open-minded and they weren't there to to judge they were there to just speak to speak to you as if you were were no no different from anyone else and that that was like a breakthrough really and I think it helped me helped me an awful lot
And that was Draw Me Close by Michael W. Smith. We're going to hear more from Ellie in just a few minutes, but first, here is Reverend Peter Hubbard, the vicar of Ellie's church, talking about how they hold inclusion at the heart of their ministry. He also shares how they partner with York House, a livability residential care home for adults with disabilities. Here he is talking with Carly Clementson. Thinking about the Ability Sunday being more than just one event and kind of looking at what we need to do day in, day out and, you know, moving away from sort of a, a tokenistic day. Is there anything that you think could be particularly helpful either for, for your settings or things that, that you've sort of considered in the past to ensuring that disabled people are as included as possible year round? Particularly here, there's an advocates group. So I, I, I know people advocate for those who live in York House so they're part of the church um, I think most of them come to church here so so they will speak up for them and, and and rightly so you know sort of say well look you know these people may not be able to be able to express what they want to say um, and so we want to express on their behalf this sort of thing so that's that's one way of of so so these advocates come to me every so often and say Peter um, you know let, let's include let's include your house let's let's do this let's do that um so that's one thing i think prayer the prayer links are important as well so we we do we've got one or two people who are particularly closely linked with your house next door to us and and so they you know bring bring forward prayer requests that they've got um i go into york house myself and you know get to know the staff as as much as i can um and and as i say we've there has been a bit of staff change over there so basically i think there's a new manager who i haven't got to know yet so it's 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 all of that you know working together um and and bringing all those ideas together and sort of saying okay um this is who we are as a church this is your house how can we work together um and that's that's what i do as vicar really it's a lot of my job is kind of mm -hmm. connecting with different people the school the scouts businesses um the village association all of these different groups other churches it's you know it's building those links and those bridges with people so that you know again they see the church as as interested as as, as, as an organization that's there for them and and, and as, as i keep saying the same thing don't i really but underpinning all that is is the foundation that that god's god's love is real and and you know god wants everybody to know that love really yes yeah thank you for that yeah, and you have just um, answered some of this question really well, but I just want to talk a little bit more around the church's role in a in what we call sort of the connected community. Do you have any kind of um, you know particular thoughts on what 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 does a an ideal connected community look like in your eyes, and and you know where would you like to see um, sort of the church church's place in community in terms of like seen through the context of involving disabled people mm. you know what's your what's your kind of hope for the future in terms of a better connected community and what does that mean to you and what is the church's role in that mm. well in in lots of ways the church is one 
one group amongst many, isn't it? You know, there's there's a lot. You know, in any community, there's different um, stakeholders, if you like. There's different people who have got a stake in that community, and and the church is one of those stakeholders. So when the when the church is alive and active and and doing what the church is called to do, which is to be a, a witness to the love of God and you know and the and people of God living that out. So you know, we're in a sense we're one part of a big picture. Um, but I think the particular the church has got a very special role in that because people, you know, the church has got a hugely long history to it. Um, you know, the Church of England's got a presence in every single part of the country. So people trust us. You know, they they you know, when you say the Church of England, hopefully there's a trust that's there already. Um, and and yet we've always got to kind of earn that trust as well and not just assume that it's there. So. So that's why I say to to my people, you know, again and again and again, you know, um, when, when we leave this building, we're we're actually going to be looked at by the community. People are going to be watching us and, and it's how we live our lives. It's key, really. And so building those connections is, is a is a seven day a week thing. You know, it, it, people have got all these different backgrounds they're coming from and they've got these links. And so it's, you know, it's trying to keep an eye on all of that that's going on all the time and 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 for me as the leader of this of the local church here is is you know i've got a big responsibility to kind of keep encouraging people to do that yeah. um and and yet it's a real privilege you know to to work with your cows to work with other groups around and about and and keep building those good relationships so i don't know if that's answered your question carly at all but it, it, it's yeah. it's a, you know we're part of a big picture really yeah yes definitely and i think that um you know, having churches like yourself that work so closely side by side with the local service is is a really great way at kind of demonstrating to the rest of the community the power of working together as well, because mm. there isn't always those sort of very close links of you talk about the stakeholders that are part of the community. Not everybody is is always so great at working together. So that's something really nice that obviously happens day in day out where you are and but the ability Sunday gives us an opportunity to suggest that way of working to churches that might not already be doing that sort of year round so it definitely answers the question.
was Lord, I'm Ready Now by Plum. Let's hear the rest of Ellie's story now. What do you think, in your opinion, churches can do more of to connect with and then sort of by way of that include disabled people more think, than they are now? I think it's listening and I feel like, like there's some people in the church who have been connected with York House, for example, even longer than I have. And I think it's making sure that we also like listen to their needs as well. I mean, I sit on the PCC and I, most of the time I go on about <laughs> disability because um, I just try and bring it up because there's still so much in that area that's not not discussed. And I think it's getting it across to people um, in a way that maybe can understand and things. I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of people within my church who have experience either living with disability or looking after someone with disabilities. Um, and I think a lot of it is just based around fear, possibly, because I found like often when people are afraid, maybe they say things they shouldn't and maybe they think oh I don't know how to approach it or or often sometimes it needs someone to point it out or someone just to say well actually I can't understand it in that way or advocate for other people and say how can we do this better and things so I feel like it's it is needing to speak up because I mean I'm also I do a lot with the charity through the roof um, and they do a lot of local meetings in my area and we often have very similar conversations about issues that um, are quite common in the church and it's very interesting like because it's often across denominations it's not just within one one church okay great and this is my my last question what does a better connected community mean to you and what what do you see the church's role in that? Well I see the church as um, connecting like by listening to all people's voices and concerns um, and becoming more aware of disability in particular and um, you know, not being afraid about it so much. I mean, I think like at Christchurch based in Hill, the fact that York House had been quite long established, in some ways we've been quite progressive in a way. Um, people organising things like our last curate had, had experience working with people with learning disabilities. So also my own experience I think helped and I feel like it's giving people that forum to do that and on our Ability Sunday services every year there's um, a man called Paul who will read a prayer um, he will read it either alongside the vicar or a carer so they will read a line and then he will say that line after them and 
it's like things like that not just I guess on Ability Sunday and when we had our vicar we were getting a new vicar for Christchurch I was quite keen to make sure that York House was listened to on that issue um so therefore I was like well we need to do questionnaires that are accessible and things like that and but I think it's just making sure you have those advocates around and but also people with disabilities speaking up and also they're carrying on the recording of services even though like obviously lockdown restrictions now have all eased um because I was speaking to a vicar who I've known for a very long time um Zoe Hemmings who's done an awful lot within the Church of England and Litchfield Diocese about disability um, um and she she's she's disabled herself and she was saying you know we can't shut like the draw drawbridge now just because things have come back yes. just normal and some people have actually really benefited from it I mean I've got friends who will now just listen to services online because it's easier yes. for them which is really good yeah. yeah that's brilliant thank you so much yeah. for answering all of my questions thank you well we're just about out of time but if you'd like to learn more about livability or get involved with ability sunday which takes place on November the 21st, just visit livability.org.uk slash get hyphen involved slash ability hyphen Sunday. To leave us a comment or question and find out more about how Torch can help your church become more accessible and sight loss friendly, you can call us on 01858 Four three eight two six zero. That's o one eight five eight four three eight two six zero. Or you can email info at torchtrust.org. Till next week, from me, Marilyn, and everyone on the Reflections team. Goodbye and God bless. You've been listening to Reflections from Torch Trust.